welcome to a new episode of the Journeys Lovely podcast. If you're joining for the first time, welcome. I'm Claudine Arnell, the founder and editor of the Journey to Lovely. We are an amazing global platform with supporters from all over the world who want to grow on this journey called life and find their lovely. And so today's episode is called the four pillars of elegance. And so we're going to kind of get into the concept of elegance and how it's not some unattainable, far-fetched, stuffy, dépassé type of concept, but it's something that can be, and in my humble opinion, should be uh, accessible to all women. And in that sense, the concept of having four pillars kind of touches on how it's fundamental to have an outlook that is elegant. However, it doesn't have to be a cookie cutter type of one size fits all um, perspective. It can be the four pillars that we'll talk about curated and tailored to your personal style, to your personal way of life, and to your personal beliefs. Because elegance is an entire way of life in the billions of women on earth who want to be elegant can't possibly look all the same. And so the fact that modern elegance is a diverse canvas of how can we say beautiful aesthetics codes philosophies i would even say beauty rituals self-care rituals you know elegance is really the way you live your life it's your perspective it's your taste like i said your beliefs your habits and so it's really an all-encompassing concept in itself that should be tailored to your individual needs like you don't want to feel like becoming elegant is this hodgeous crazy task you know part of like the 12 works of hercules and you're going to burn out before you even get to the holy grail of elegance no it's a way of life it's an ongoing process you're being refined Gold isn't refined in a day. Rome wasn't built in a day. Oprah wasn't built in a day. Beyonce wasn't built in a day. It takes time, right? So really get familiar with the fact that it's going to take time, but it's totally possible and it's totally attainable and it's accessible to anyone who really really wants to cultivate it's like a garden elegance i like that it's a garden that you're cultivating in your life and if you want peonies that's what you're gonna tend to if you want roses you know you'll tend to to roses if you want tulips it depends that's where it comes down to your personal taste but the elegant pillars which means the four traits that in my research I found to be timeless and I found to be cross-cultural and I found to be, um, I would even say, 
it surpasses individual taste, countries, languages, cultures, aesthetics, habits, age differences, etc. These four pillars, these four fundamental traits carry, right, the, if we can say, the temple of elegance in itself. And it actually reminds me of one of my favorite passages. Um, It's a biblical passage. It's actually in the book of Psalms. I think it's Psalm 144. Yes. Psalm 144, verse 12. It says, May our daughters be like graceful pillars carved to beautify a palace, right? So I like the fact that I'm using these pillars to bring forth the message of elegance because that's what we should want to aspire to be beautiful pillars that beautify our surroundings wherever we go whether you know it's to buy you know I would even say yeah grocery shopping why not you should have an air of elegance wherever you go if you're going to the opera if you're going if you're traveling if you're shopping if you're um meeting someone for brunch or even a date especially a date you should have an air of elegance that is part of your being it's just part of your essence part of being a woman and so we'll go into the first pillar okay so pillar number one is in my research what i found the first pillar of elegance is having a signature style okay and so i would call these the four pillars of elegance according to the journey to lovely so having your signature style is really about knowing who you are and i think as i've researched i've observed analyzed elegant women always have a personal brand they always have an elegant Uh, I would even say mood board that they stick to you know they know who they are they know what colors work for them what cuts work for them and they confidently express their identity with their fashion sense and so it's really beautiful to see an elegant woman evolve you know it, it could be someone that you're friends with if you're just now starting your elegant journey you're on your journey to level you're building your wardrobe but i'm sure you know a few people who you consider elegant ladies and i have had experiences like that where i've observed people who were elegant who had those elegant traits and one was even my mentor and i would always observe how her style her personal brand stayed the same there's like a sense of consistency that remains uh it really stays true to her authentic self so yes she would experiment with different colors or different accessories but there was a linear guidance that remained true to who she was and i love that and that's why i think that would be pillar number one your signature style understanding who you are and knowing that your style is an expression of your true self, of your authentic self. It's, it's a language in itself to others and it speaks to who you are, how you want to be treated, what is your aesthetic. 
you're speaking so many things, so many messages come through with how you present yourself in the world that you don't want to take this lightly, right? So finding your signature style is critical, it's important, it's fundamental. And once you've established that, and I even like to call it your personal style brand, you can then kind of like, you know, get into part two of the pillar of signature style and curate a capsule collection of pieces and accessories and items of your choice that highlight that elegant taste, okay? And that's why I've created a project that I'm going to be launching very soon that helps you and guides you on this journey to finding your true elegant style personality, okay? You already know who you are and I've created different archetypes that speak to your personality and that can help you create that signature style brand by being an inspiration. So I'm doing that work right now. We're in a process of launching everything very, very soon. So make sure you subscribe to my mailing list. All you have to do is go to www.journeytolevy.com and just put in your best email and you'll be subscribed and have access to everything, all the exclusives and get first dibs on the launch and everything else. It's so exciting. So yeah, so that's definitely going to help guide you on that and understand, you know, now remember, it's not about squeezing into like a cookie cutter false self. You know, we don't want to be robots out here looking crazy and like, what's that movie called? Um, the step fork, step forks, step forward wise. I think that's what it's called. Um, where you're just like a mutant and a clone of someone else. That's not the goal at all. It's really, um, yeah, step forward wise. So it's really sticking to you and growing in that lane that you've created and carved out and the guide that I'm really the project I'm working on helps you with that. Carve out your authentic style and with the inspiration that will be provided, you'll be able to now color that canvas with accessories, hairstyles, all types of different inspirational items to beautify your capsule collection, okay? And also part of your style is your grooming ritual. How you style your hair, your nails, your makeup, all of this completes the package of your personal brand that is really like a visual of how you present yourself to the world. And so, you know, it's kind of the beautiful little bow that ties the whole feminine style signature <laughs> package together. Okay. And so, like I said, make sure you subscribe on my website to be first, you know, part of the first that are given access to the exclusive launch that helps you find your signature style. Again, that is pillar number one. Okay, so now we're moving on uh, to pillar number two. And before we move on, I'm going to present um, four of the archetypes that I have 
as the four style archetypes on this project. Quickly, Dita, who is known as Dita Von Tees, and she is the Vixen, okay? So that persona is called the Vintage Vixen, and so we're exploring her look. I can't give away too much right now, so I'm kind of just quickly going over an overview of everything. So the Vintage Vixen, then we have the Lovely Lady, which is yours truly, a very curated kind of look that's classic yet modern and touches on the business the formal business uh type of look then we have the marilyn monroe which is the silver screen siren okay so lots of glitz a touch of vintage but a bit on the sultry side and the fourth archetype is the glam goddess Jennifer Lopez, okay, colorful, va-va-voom, passionate, beautifully, you know, expressed with lots of colors, and so that's a wrap for that. Make sure you subscribe because it's going to be amazing. Now, pillar two is called sophisticated discretion. Again, we're talking about the four pillars of elegance, okay? And so what is this question? In my opinion, as I've observed, you know, I live in Paris and um, I've observed working as in a law firm, etc. It's part of the code of ethics. It's really a cultural code as well, you know, in a general uh, public and the way the society kind of functions here, people don't overshare and um i've really found that to be a i would call it a very sophisticated way of life where you know you're not getting too much into people's personal lives on the offset like you just met someone in certain cultures you know and like in an american context it could be okay to kind of get into even speaking about your salary and stuff like that but here it really taught me to pull back listen more speak less have an air of mystery and just breathe you know because an elegant woman practices discretion and that's also in the bible it says like a woman with discretion is really actually it says that yeah it, it talks about the value of having discretion right and how having that trait and cultivating it if you don't have it really can help you in life it can even keep you out of a lot of drama you know if we kind of look over our lives and dig a little deeper and go back to the root of a lot of the issues or dramas and stuff that we've been entangled in if we were a bit more discreet maybe we would have avoided those things and simply not get caught up in all types of negativity so discretion really is a protection you know we can put that on a t-shirt discretion is a protection you know it's really um a gift to understand the power of discretion early on in your journey because people even 
in um, elite environments, people really value that trait and they share more with you over time because they realize, okay, well, this is a person that is seems serious, seems worthy of confidence. You know, she's not loud, she's not brash, she's not aggressive. I can take her around a few places. I can introduce her to a few acquaintances, people that I work with, because she seems pretty stable, right? She seems elegant, she seems discreet. So when you use elegant language, this is also part of pillar two, sophisticated discretion, and you're using a language that is enriched, uh, you know, you're using words that are, I would say, of a higher caliber. Your vocabulary seems very intellectual. Um, that is impressive to a lot of people, especially in those types of settings. And so a woman of discretion knows that boundaries are also fundamental and like we were saying a few minutes ago she doesn't overshare and doesn't expose all of her personal business to people and her issues you know it's beautiful that when you're discreet you can also keep secrets you can be you know people can have they can trust you with their issues they can trust you and and kind of be in a safe space when they're talking to you, right? It shows, it says a lot about your character when you're discreet. It shows that you're someone that is considerate and respectful, you know? And like I said, in high society and in elite spaces, discretion is truly, truly a treasured value. And so being discreet really gives you an air of, of mystery, a kind of like they say here in France, like a je ne sais quoi, something that is alluring and mesmerizing. And it, it makes you a bit more magnetic because people are drawn to, like, what is behind that veil of discretion? So it draws people to you. And instead of having to be extra and, you know, overexert yourself, you're literally being a magnetic um you're just being magnetically activated and drawing people because that's what you want as a woman of elegance you don't want to be thirsty and looking desperate for attention you just want to live in your in your elegance and simply effortlessly attract people and so being discreet helps you with that okay and to end because that's our pillar number two a woman of discretion, I would say, also remains serene under pressure, in my opinion. Um, being elegant does not mean that you won't attract, again, we, we just talked about attracting people, so you can maybe perhaps attract someone that is looking for drama or doesn't really share your values or is someone that is going through because no judgment we're not all on a journey to lovely and each person is on their level and going through what they're going through and they could attract their 
drama as well and try to put that on you. So what I'm saying as a person that is building and cultivating a life of elegance, you truly don't want to let that negativity affect you. And I think what I've observed is that women who are elegant, they have a innate sense of serenity that people in outside elements cannot touch. And I think that's something, like I said, that is not, um, it's just, you, you, you can be born with it. I'm not going to say some people have that self-control, but other people can cultivate it. It's something that you can either cultivate or just have innately. However, if you're trying to be a, an elegant person, that is a trait that you're going to need when you're faced with situations that are stressful and put you under pressure, it's so important to remain calm and to not let people take you out of character because you always end up regretting it, always. You know, it's important in the same sense of being a woman of discretion to really keep a positive outlook on life and maintain that inner peace that is truly unshakable. It's what I would call an unshakable self-possession that no one can, no one, nothing can penetrate. Okay. And that would conclude pillar number two. Okay. Which was sophisticated discretion. Now on to pillar number three, impeccable poise. What is impeccable poise? And I I really encourage you guys to check out my article on this because I've posted some beautiful pictures that really illustrate what I'm talking about. And I have a gorgeous picture of Kelly from Destiny's Child, Kelly Rowland in a dazzling gown. Um, And I put in the caption displaying elegant poise. So really head over to the blog www.journeytolovely.com. And so... Uh, Just to conclude pillar number three, which is also a very important pillar, it's true that because it's poise and you can kind of physically see it, I didn't write too much about it. But um, I'm going to start on a story with poise, a personal story. So I've done ballet for 16 years. I started when I was uh, about three, four years old, and um, I've always, like, I used to really do, they call it the pointe, which is, you know, you're on your toes, and the pirouette, and the pas de chat, and all these different things that I was trained to do, and it really helps you with your poise, and so poise, it's something that compared to the other elements, it's a bit more visible. You can tell when someone has poison. You can tell when, you know, um, they just, they just are not elegantly trained in poise, I would say. So, you know, when you're confident, I think the first step with poise is first of all, being confident with yourself. You didn't have to go to ballet because I remember we would have to stand up and have our shoulders at a certain angle, our necks stretched out. Basically, we had to look like swans, you know? And so we really were able to 
incorporate from a young age how to walk, how to to spin, like you had to keep your neck stretched out and during all of these spins and and grand gestures across the stage and really your fingers were supposed to have a certain elegant and graceful uh, movements and all these different things were really really implemented in us and you know my ballet class and fellow ballerinas during that time and so really it helped so I do encourage activities that train you and discipline you to stand straight to you know elevate your head as you walk elongate your neck all these different things have beautiful graceful gestures and mannerisms they are helpful those types of activities are truly truly helpful if you can do that and i think we can talk about ballroom dancing uh even tango i believe and ballet and also modeling you know i did a bit of modeling here in paris um thanks to my blog and you know here there's the fashion week and so even in new york so modeling obviously you need good posture so these are things that you can look into to improve your posture and if not don't forget we have youtube and there are tons of videos on youtube that helps you with posture and poise and how to even sit at a desk and how your neck should be the angles there's so much there's like a wealth a reservoir of information on the internet so take advantage guys please don't hesitate to go on youtube and do your own research you don't have to join a ballet troupe to learn about poise and elegance you can just have fun on the internet and um, do your own research so continuing with that knowing that you are going to be uh, as you're cultivating elegance you're going to have to cultivate confidence okay because poise is in my opinion intrinsically linked to confidence and how you feel about yourself and how you feel as you walk out in the world a lot of people that slouch or walk with a head down you know you dig into their lives and even me if i'm not feeling good one day i'm not walking all you know like yippity do you know it's you're just gonna kind of have a different demeanor if you're having a bad day so not to judge anyone but i'm saying if you're working on your confidence you're going to see an improvement in your poise because as you're confident and as you grow in your confidence you're going to feel good about yourself and that will showcase in how you position yourself in the world okay and we talked about pillar one which was your signature style and your signature style needs to be placed on a confident body you know on a a confident beautiful healthy body that you're grooming and you're taking care of right so practice your good posture practice your confidence you can work on confidence with affirmations with stepping out of your comfort zone going to unusual places that you wouldn't usually go 
why not try a new restaurant why not try a new cocktail bar why not go on a different part of town why always go to your usual familiar places you know why not google certain areas that you've never been to and you you can even i even read a book about this guy he was saying he decided to sometimes go to certain places in a limousine and it wasn't even that much more expensive than taking an uber just to feel confident just to feel good so there are a few little experiences that you can say okay i'm practicing my posture instead of seeing how good i'm doing and progressing at mcdonald's i'm going to maybe go to the theater or the opera or something that is out of my comfort zone and see how i'm doing right so it's about really trying to be a bit more creative and stepping out of your comfort zone and stepping out you heard that word stepping out that's what you need you need like a stepping out of your shell and practice your beautiful new posture in beautiful new places okay and remember an elegant woman knows that her clothes don't make her i don't care if you're wearing dior dolce gabbana jacquemus or hermes hermes i don't care if you're not confident it looks like a garbage bag sorry to tell you your clothes do not make you you make the clothes because i've had dolce and gabbana and i've had what's that little brand called um not fashion over pretty little thing okay and they looked okay they don't look the same up close but what i'm saying is you are the package that make the entire ensemble okay the entire uh experience look expensive amazing phenomenal okay i've had pictures where i mean the pretty little thing dress got more likes than the dolce and gabbana dress mm-hmm. because it's not about what the price tag is it's about how do you feel you like what is your confidence tag that's what it's really about your confidence tag not the price tag so remember that when you're working on your poise because slouching hunching over and slumping around it will make the most beautiful couture gown look terrible so it's really important you know for your overall look and i've also did some research that your health can actually improve by improving your poise and your posture yeah don't forget poise is a combination of posture your bearing your mannerisms how you get up how you cough how you um, thank someone who complimented you. So it's not just your posture. Your posture really, um, like I was talking about health, it really improves your health. It helps you with breathing. It helps you with even sleeping better. It helps you with um, your headaches. Like if you're having migraines, you might want to look into push uh improving your posture i was going to say posture management but i don't think that is a word but um really improving posture is important for health reasons 
and also for elegance reasons. And so they go together. You know, as you improve your life, you realize that a lot of things start improving as well. That's what's beautiful about the journey to lovely is like once you start improving one area, all other little areas start improving. And there's like a whole improvement and growth and it's just phenomenal. So make sure you look into the health aspects. And we already talked about different activities that you can do, modeling, ballet, look into videos online and going to different areas in your city that are more elegant where you want to wear heels and you know if you're going to Walmart you might not want to feel and walk elegantly but if you're going to a swanky jazz bar you know why not practice you have to start somewhere so try different areas in your city where you feel like you have to dress up and you can practice okay so women of poise which like i said includes good posture and elegant bearing which is which is basically um your mannerisms and the way that you express yourself with gestures and how you turn your head and how you say hello and you know it's a package okay so if you cultivate these timeless traits daily you will see tangible results like and i'm talking about starting where you are at the supermarket instead of dropping the orange in the cart why not gently you know place it elegantly next to a beautiful avocado that you're going to be using later on for your you know whatever you're going to do like a face mask with your avocado or whatever try to be a little more elegant dainty and classy with whatever environment in whatever environment with whatever elements that you have around you start wherever you are okay so that was um pillar number three and last but not least our pillar number four is called compassionate I called it graceful compassion I wanted to call it compassionate grace but I think graceful compassion really captures my idea of the elegant temple if we can call it that with the four pillars so that's the last pillar because in my opinion when you're truly elegant you're not snobbish and you're not selfish and you're not um you're not can i like can we just say you're not an evil person (laughs) you're not an evil person you're not you know because a lot of people see this whole image of elegance as being the stuffy cold-hearted snobbish uh, kind of unattainable individual like this cold archetype you know that's very stern and severe and that's not what it's about in my opinion true elegance is compassion it is warmth it is 
really rooted in humility because you know that you're so awesome that you don't have anything to prove you know and that's why i put a beautiful picture on the blog of megan who's literally she's a duchess of sussex and sussex and she's kneeling down before a beautiful little girl and is kissing her hand that for me is a picture of graceful compassion is knowing that with all of your privileges and as you grow in elegance and people actually start looking up to you you don't forget where you come from if that's the case because she definitely was not born with a silver spoon in her mouth but what i mean is that you never forget that you two are human because even the queen elizabeth is still a human being we're all humans and elegance should actually draw you closer to other humans and instead of like looking down on them it should lead you to want to show and lead by example that compassion and empathy and caring about others are values that are true hallmarks of elegance oh i should write that in the blog because yes you have firm boundaries that does not mean that anyone could come up to you and tell you anything but it's important to not lose yourself and to remain kind and to remain forgiving you know in my opinion the elegant woman she knows that her personal growth the journey that she's on took work we're all trying to be better we're all trying to do better you know and everyone is going at their own pace and so it's important to practice grace and to have compassion for others and also for yourself you know so even if you continue to engage with someone let's say that hurts your feelings um establish those boundaries i have a podcast episode on how to navigate conflict you know and to in my opinion seek out reconciliation first and clearly reaffirming your views if you pursue that relationship because like i'm saying people might try to say yes but this pillar means that i have to be a pushover and you know like a someone that takes other people's drama and doesn't say anything that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that as you grow in your elegance it should help you to have a bigger heart because elegance opens so many doors that you become a person of privilege and privilege should should not shut you off from others on the contrary it should allow you to be a bigger giver and to grow in generosity and to grow in compassion okay that's the point of this pillar but the pillar is still saying in the and what I'm explaining is that you should still remain firm in your boundaries and understand that people will hurt you still. They will no one's perfect. They will um act in certain ways that overstep maybe certain boundaries that you have. And it's up to you to now think is this person aware that that was a let's say boundary violation and how can we recon- reconcile moving forward letting them know that 
as we go forward, this, this, and this should be respected. And if they don't, that's where you have to remove yourself gracefully from the situation. If you were clear and these are people that are blatantly letting you know that they don't respect you, that's grounds for removal from your life. Gracefully walk out, right? And so the elegant woman remains compassionate with herself, with others, and, you know, she's graceful, you're graceful. We could talk, instead of saying she, I think everyone listening to the podcast is growing in elegance, so we can say we. With this pillar, we're practicing grace. We're holding ourselves to a standard of grace. We're not, you know, and I have to work on that myself. Sometimes I hold myself to a standard of perfection and it's like Claudine, yes, I'm a Virgo. Yes, we're obsessed with perfection. But that can be more of a imprisonment than anything else. You know, when you understand grace, you understand that that is true freedom because no one here on earth is perfect. And you're only holding yourself back by trying to find a way to reach a standard of perfection that is a standard of it's madness because it's impossible right and when you understand that you can show grace to others because you're not in this illusion of perfection you're now in the reality of people are not perfect you're not perfect and we all need grace okay and that's how you become a true encourager you're looking for ways to uplift people you're becoming a pillar of encouragement in your community right and so finally as elegant women we understand that true compassion starts within that's why i did an entire article on self-care and you need to understand that you cannot pour from an empty cup right you need to take the necessary steps and i've seen that in my research of all elegant women they always have a favorite spa they always have a specific time or a few times actually during the year where they travel to a specific sauna uh, a retreat or whatever the case where you know there's a time to unwind and unplug for health reasons for mental health reasons for just connecting with their friends or whatever the case just to really be at peace because energy is transferable and people can burn out when you're giving like we're saying you you become generous because you have so much access but you need to be refilled so it's not about being selfish it's about being self-full and when you're self-full you could then pour into others and not be bitter or resentful because you feel completely drained which a lot of people are going through because they're not taking care of their number one priority, which is you, right? And please go read my article on self-care because there's a few people that don't understand that it is fundamental to take care of yourself. You cannot think about taking care of anyone else if you have not taken care of yourself first. It's like on the plane, you put on the mask on you and then you put it on on the other person. And so to conclude, that helps you to value your life. It shows people that you respect yourself and that draws respect, okay? And it establishes balance in your life, okay? And you need to stop with the negative self-talk. 
You need to speak affirmations and prophesy real change over your life. Put your needs first. Okay? Read my article on how to practice self-care. Because an elegant woman can only pour kindness into the world from a cup of self-compassion and grace. When she's, If you are not graceful with yourself, how could you be graceful with the world? It's not possible. So that's how I have depicted the Temple of Elegance. Guys, ladies, lovelies, let me know what you think. That was pillar number four, which is about being compassionate, graceful with ourselves first and with others. Remember, pillar number one, your signature style. Pillar number two, sophisticated discretion. Pillar number three, impeccable poise. And pillar number four is graceful compassion. So let me know which traits you already possess or are currently working on. Remember to head over to the blog right now to subscribe because we are launching an amazing project that you do not want to miss with all of these traits and how you can find your own feminine style archetype you do not want to miss this it is launching soon stay tuned and remember your journey to lovely begins within thanks for listening bye